Howdy folks, welcome to Sketchy Conversations with John Mills on the 4th. On today's episode, I'm chatting with drummer Alien War. For those who might not be familiar, Alien War has drummed behind artists such as Tech 9 and Band of Psychos, Waka Flocka Flame, and now was working with comedian Tiffany Haddish. Can't wait to check that out. Anyway, on this episode, we're going to take a street level, so if you're offended by language, okay. So, how's it look on your end? Man, looking real good, you know. Again, uh, another nice day in in L.A. You know what I'm saying? Bored L.A. Is this? Can you cuss on here? Or is this non cussing? You can say whatever the fuck you want. In fact, in the intro, I say we take a street level here. So if you're friend of my language, okay. <laughs> That's a bad. Well, be a couple of fucks and shits and asses. That's all you'll get from me. <laughs> of course. I mean, you're in you were in band of psychos, right? That's kind of territory. Exactly. <laughs> they say a whole lot. They say more than I do. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> so just another fucking boring day in LA because we're shut the hell down out here. We're kind of opening up, but like the scene, the LA scene is like dead right now. Club scene and bar scene finished. Similar over here in Maryland, actually, our, our governor just um decided to open things up, and I'm like. Couldn't wait till June or some shit like that. I mean, really? <laughs> when it gets cold. <laughs> shit. You know, exactly. It's like, couldn't wait a little bit. Couldn't wait till the vaccine and everything kind of gets everybody's system and shit like that. You I mean, just a little bit? Exactly. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's like, 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 don't kick me out naked. Let me put my clo- coat on first. Shit. That's all I got to <laughs> right. say. I don't, I don't want to go raw dog, but. Exactly. Give <laughs> me raw dog in air right it. now, motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You ain't never lied. You ain't never lied. <laughs> Wait, so L.A. though, right? Yeah. You're originally from, like, Georgia, right? Yeah, I'm from Atlanta. I'm uh, from Lathonia, Georgia. Pretty much that's the east side. That's, like, Decatur, Stone Mountain uh, area. So, like, yeah, pretty much east side, 20 east, Panola Road and Stonecrest and, and all that shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm east side Atlanta. You know, it's kind of funny. Like, okay, that's one thing too that Maryland and Atlanta have have in common, actually, right? Well, actually, the, the difference is though, like when you say Atlanta, okay, I mean like Atlanta proper, right? Here, right. the area is so goddamn small and everything that if you say, "Oh, I'm from Camp Springs," they'll just kind of stare at you, right? I'm from right. Hillcrest Heights. I'm from Washington right. D.C. Okay, because they don't fucking understand. <laughs> right, because that's that's a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's like uh, what, how New York got boroughs. And I, I was talking to one of my homeboys. I was like, that's the only place that has boroughs, and I wonder why. Does it have something to do with the water? Because everything else is counties and shit. That's a really good question. I never thought about that. I didn't either. I was watching Gangs in New York, and that's when it hit me. I was like. Why is everything called boroughs? <laughs> I was like, there's no borough anywhere else, anywhere in America but New York City. I really want to know why. That is interesting. Never thought about that. Right. <laughs> right. You're from that area. Shoot. <laughs> like, that's that's all y'all side of town right there. Well, technically, actually, New York's like three hours away from me. <laughs> yeah, okay. Shit. Well, shit. New York is far as hell from Georgia and L.A. <laughs> True. Actually, it was funny. Like, I remember we used to, like, the road crew and I and my family and I would road up, we'd ride up to New York anytime, right? And everybody was so shocked. Right. He's like, yeah, we drove up. He's like, you drove here? I'm like, yeah, what's yeah. that? Y'all not that far? Exactly. Because you're like, how far is that? But Atlanta, that's like a 10, 10 hour fucking drive right there. Exactly. I've done it before. Yeah. I've been to Atlanta in like <laughs> damn near a decade, actually. Oh, well, you, you're in for a big surprise the next time you go there. Especially if you go there right now. Atlanta's living like 2019, bro. Oh, shit. Hmm. 
You ever been seeing the videos? Man, that's where all, that's where all like the clubs, that's why all them rappers are getting shot down there in Atlanta cuz like it's the it's the only place that's open for like black nightlife. Hmm. Like that's why all them Chicago dudes and got shot down there. All that shit that went down because like you can't go to the club in Chicago, but Atlanta, like Atlanta, literally has. They had it was on the news. They were having a, a out of town party where if you were from Detroit, I Chicago, saw that clip. Yeah, like if you're from there, but you get in free with your license and shit. What the fuck? Hey, Atlanta got that. They they need their money, bro. Atlanta's bubbling. <laughs> I get it, but I'm like, ay, ay, ay. I don't get it, but I get it. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like upper this way. Like I don't get it. I don't want to get it, but I'm like, yeah. <laughs> right. But I understand. Like if I exactly was, if I didn't give a fuck, I'd be like, hell yeah. But I kind of give a fuck. You know? So I'd be exactly. like, exactly. Uh. There's, there's, in this case, you got to be selective about your fucks. You know? Exactly. You can't go raw dog no more, bro. No, fuck no. That's real. Like you can't even have one night stands. And I was watching. Uh, there's this. Um, it's called Yearly Departed. It's uh, Tiffany Haddish, uh, um, a couple other comics, and uh, uh, Sarah Silverman, and shit. And they're talking. They're pretty much like doing a. a it's like a funeral for 2020. And Tiffany Haddish's whole like. Oh, I heard about spill. that. Yeah, it's good. It's worth to watch. She's talking about how like one night stands have like disappeared because of COVID. You can't do that shit no more. Exactly, you know. I mean, it's crazy. I'll never forget when New York actually put out guidelines saying that like anal ligaments was. They made a joke when I signed that live, and I'm like, yeah, you can't be. So that's what eating ass ended, actually. But you know, I had a good ten year yeah. run. Yeah, well, yeah, cause I, shit, no, I, I'm I'm an advocate for that, and let's not forget, uh, Trick Daddy was eat a booty gang, goddammit. I'll never forget that, and I that was ingrained <laughs> in my mind for like a month. <laughs> It's dude, that was like that was before viral too. That was like right with the beginning of viral era. Yes. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> speaking of nightlife down in down in Atlanta, down in Georgia and whatnot, right? So right. how would you kind of describe yourself as more the hip hop guy or the black rocker or a mix of both? Both. Pretty much a mix of both. I consider myself uh rock hop. And actually, that's kind of like a that was a term made by uh, R.I.P. K.O. Red Walker Flocka's brother, hmm. uh, the one who uh, committed suicide. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the 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 youngest brother. He, he used to. That was kind of like his trap music. He called his music rock hop. So I've been like doing, but he's younger than me. So I mean, I didn't coin it, but I've been feeling like that all my life because I. <clears throat> Because, like, when you think hip-hop drums, you think Quest Love, and I'm not fucking Quest Love. You know what I'm saying? No. Nah. But I can play hip-hop, but I play it with a rock feel. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? Totally. Kind of like like, it's like like Travis Barker. Like Again, like we'll, we'll get into that story, but like the, just Travis Barker, like, people don't just consider him a rock drummer. They consider him rap, all that shit. You know what I mean? But when you think Quest Love, you specifically think Pocket. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, Totally. Yeah, like boom, boom, click, and then a nice and a real good uh uh, uh what is it uh piccolo snare? That's what you think. Quest yes. love piccolo snare. You know what I'm saying? So like I consider myself like rock and rap mixed because I was raised on both and I can play both. But if you were to say like what kind of drummer are you? I say rock first, then rap because rap is easy to play. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, yeah. there's no my one of my favorite rock bands is Mars Volta. There's no rap group like Mars Volta. You know what I'm saying? No. Can't, can't do that. Like, there's great rap songs and shit like that, but the average rap song you play 
it ain't gonna be hard to play. It's boom bap. You know what I'm saying? True. Even if trap, trap is boom bap just with more bass in it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shout out to drummer boy Lex Luger. And there you go, Southside 808 Mafia. You know what I mean? Those yes. guys changed the, the game. Exactly. And uh, Shawty Red and Zaytoven. Oh shit, them too. Them too as well. Yep. Them, them the older, older G's right there. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I kind of called myself. Like I was raised off of rock and rap because I'm 38. So therefore, I learned all the uh, rock before, like during when I was learning rap in real time. You know what I'm saying? Like I was playing the Jimi Hendrix and I was also playing the Snoop Dogg when it first came out. You know what I'm saying? Playing the Nirvana and Tupac at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So that's what I would call myself. Like I'm the black rock rap drummer. You know, that's what I would call myself. Yeah. Very similar upbringing, actually. We're definitely age periods. I'm like two years your junior, though, but definitely we're like we come from the same era. That same genre. That's the same fucking age bracket. Oh yeah, exactly. Like, you know? We're both before the internet. We watched the internet be nothing, and then it became what it is now. You know it what is, I mean? Like I go back to the days of Prodigy America Online. <laughs> America Online. I, I, I remember before even the internet was hitting. When you had to, you couldn't even play online. You had to play on that. that what was that? The first Apple computer with uh, Apple Two GS. What was it? There you go with Carmen San Diego and then and, and what is it? Got the Oregon Trail. Yes, <laughs> we're from that. I'm from that era. You know, so I, I'm glad I'm from that era because the internet doesn't consume me. I I use it for my job. Like if I didn't have, if I wasn't drumming, I definitely wouldn't have social media. Because I mean, like people make fun of you if you ain't doing nothing popping on social media. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like what are you doing? <laughs> and people are very judgmental on the internet. Social media is a big illusion, truth be told. Exactly, you know, a hundred percent. It is a because I remember when I get up on Rocker dot com, it just looked nice actually. But I'm like, hey, it is a one man kind of deal. I'm doing all the articles, you know. This is fueled exactly. off of, this is basically fueled off of Dr Pepper and determination and grit. That's real. That's real. That's why my social media, like a lot of people be like, man, like we like your social media presence because, like, first and foremost, your followers are real. They're not bought. And the content that you put up is like, it's your real life. Like, cause I ain't flexing about nothing. You don't see me flex about anything. If I ain't got nothing on going that day, I'm gonna put up a meme, cause that's exactly. funny, haha shit. But if I'm, I'm not gonna make like, I, I don't put, I, don't, I put up like, yeah, I do some shit, but that shit don't happen every fucking day. I ain't that famous yet. You know what I mean? No. But a lot of people be flexing like they are famous every fucking day. Totally. You know, <laughs> I admit it though. Like lately, I would just put up some rent. I just been doing this weird thing by sheer coincidence. I'll just put up a random thought that I had, right? Like for example, like no one. Absolutely fucking nobody. Me. <laughs> Boom Howard's Johnny Bravo if you actually got him a piece once in a while. <laughs> that's also good. You should do that on Twitter. People I do. I do okay, actually. That's what, that's the best place to do it. <laughs> that's what I do. It's like I put it up on Twitter, I screen grab it, put it up on IG. And it's like, you know, my buddy Daryl actually recognized that, you know. And like right. um Daryl's a great writer and also a dope voice of reason and also a great guitar player too. So, you right. know, I'm going to send an interview to him afterwards. So I'm doing a shout out to him as well. But the other one I'll do like nobody, absolutely fucking nobody. Me, Steve Harvey, <laughs> the Steve Harvey show on South Park in the same universe. <laughs> and here's the reason why well, I say this. Have you seen the new South Parks though? I have not yet. You know. Oh, you're bullshitting! And they they done took a break. Like they literally have just done one episode the pan, for yeah, the pandemic one. I yeah, that's it. it yeah, that's it. That and then they did the one 
They did one just recently where it's like the old folks getting the vaccine, but they it's not like they're doing like eight, nine, ten episodes. They do one episode now. For the past two years, they've done a one episode for each year. That's Madden, how rich they are. I can tell Madden Trigger is sick of it because I remember 1997. You know, my mom can vouch for me. I was obsessed with Master and Trey Parker. My favorite right. movie was Campbell, Campbell the Musical. In fact, my mom, sister, and I, we all went to go check out South Park, Bigger and Uncut. And everyone oh, did, oh, really? Yeah, okay. So you saw that at the movie theater. Yes, and I was up okay. in, I was in the front row. <laughs> like they were there. Exactly. <laughs> like, and it was weird. Because, it, it was a bad angle, too, so everything looked really just really tall and elongated yeah, and shit. Yeah, sit up front row? I would never sit up front. I sit in the middle. Because <laughs> so when I was that age, I was plucky. If that makes sense or not, <laughs> like you know, I had like that that kind of spark oh, to me like and everything. Oh, like the duck from uh, Tiny Toons. Yeah, exactly, you know, and all about? that shit went <laughs> down the hole. <laughs> That's hilarious. I was just playing Tiny Toons because I I got the um, I finally got because when it first came out, I didn't have the money, but I got the Super Nintendo and the Nintendo. Nice. And they got Tiny Toons on there. They got some shit on there. I ain't gonna lie, it's fucking crazy. Yep. And I'll never forget when they were making a bunch of fucked up jokes in the movie and. I was sitting next to this guy, and I was like, I fucking dare you to laugh. He didn't laugh the rest of the goddamn movie. <laughs> hey, well, I'm glad you did. You weren't sitting next to him doing Team America. That oh, shit's shit. worse than damn South Park. Are you fucking kidding me? I never saw Team America, because by that time, I kind of felt like, you know, Trey, um, I don't know you, but I feel like I know you. Even Matt's kind of chilled up by then. You know, right. um, you're... you're you're basically uh, I'll put it this way, dude. Look at you. You turn to a you're 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 going bald. Chill the fuck out, nigga. Chill the and, fuck and, out. And 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 you rich as fuck too. Exactly. So <laughs> the hunger isn't there, you know. Exactly. It's like Eminem. Like Eminem don't rap like Eminem used to because he ain't he, he ain't got to. He ain't got to fucking rap like that. I have a theory, you know. I have a theory. This is this could be total bullshit. I'm saying I'm saying allegedly. I have a theory that Proof was doing a lot of writing for Eminem. Hell yeah, bro. Here's the reason why. You ever notice after Proof died, his whole style changed? I could, dude, I mean, it makes sense, bro. That's nothing. Like, a lot of people be thinking that's the difference between rap, because now rap is pop, if you think about it. Rap is pop music now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when we think about pop stars, pop stars didn't write their own shit. No. That's why everybody gave Drake all that damn shit. But like Drake is a pop star, you know what I'm saying? So like, pop Whitney Houston didn't write a good goddamn thing. Beyonce don't write nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like when it goes to pop, you know it's a different it's a different ball game. True. And then once rap became, I mean, but everybody had Ghost Riders on the low. I mean, Sauce was it Sauce Money was writing for Jay Z back in the day. Oh yeah, totally. And also to return the favor, Jay Z wrote for Dr. Dre Hunt. On, on still DRE and shit. It's, I was like, exactly. What? So exactly. You know, they never, they... and even though they never confirmed it, though. But I'm like, even though it's, even though it's bullshit, it. You have to admit, though. When you ever heard the rumor about Rakim writing "Summertime" for Will Smith? It sounds like Rakim. It really does, but it's apparently that sounds definitely like Rakim. I don't believe Will Smith wrote his raps either. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, I saw actually when it came to what I did see Will Smith do actually. Right, it was this one he it was over in like um when he was in um I forgot what it was called. It was one of those BBC shows, right? And okay. what he did was he was doing a freestyle. This is when he was still Fresh Prince of Bel Air era, right? Okay. And okay. that was like, yo, that's really cool, right? So what he did was he did three versions of it, right? Kept them 
It was, it was a blooper reel until they got okay. the really good one. Okay. You okay. Know? So he was writing. Okay. I, I left there. I, I can see that though. Yeah. Because he come from the era where you really didn't have, if you had a ghostwriter, you wouldn't let nobody know. Exactly. Like I'll give yeah. Will Smith credit for this. Like, um, cause I was hearing some of his other stuff. Like, okay. It was like in maybe 2003, 2005, right? Whenever this is how we do came out. Right. Uh-huh. Around that time he was freestyling. I'm like, Oh shit. So Will Smith can rap rap. Yeah. Really, like, he can rap rap. Yeah. I forgot. Like I really forgot, actually, right? Like, have you ever heard the song "You Saw My Blinker, Bitch" by Will Smith? No, I have not. Oh. And the fact that it's a song oh. called "You Saw My Blinker, Bitch" actually is kind of like, oh, it's amazing. It's the best Will Smith song ever. It's like the most un- underrated, never heard song by Will Smith that people don't know about. Is "You Saw My Blinker, Bitch." He's talking about him driving and his woman he gets into an accident with. Is that the chorus is, you saw my blinker, bitch. Yeah, I swear to God, look it up. <laughs> I got to check it out. Also, speaking of Eminem, okay, so apparently Will Smith said this about Eminem. You're either going to be the biggest thing in hip-hop or you're going to be the biggest flop in hip-hop. And for what I'm gathering, I'm not sure they did record some stuff early in Eminem's career. Right, right, so okay. I'm like, I'm kind of curious what that would sound like. I'm kind of curious that this is one thing I've always had like and I like I'm an Eminem fan you know what I mean big fan and shit like that yeah but here's a question if Eminem was black would he be as big as he is I don't think so no he'd either be Redman or Tech 9 I, I was just about to say definitely be Tech 9 <laughs> he would definitely yeah. be Tech 9 yeah he would definitely be Tech 9 or, or somebody in that you know in that in that in that realm Shoot, you know, it's like, you know, and because even Tech said that, you know, I think even Eminem would agree because, you know, I'm glad they finally did a track together. First of all, I didn't know M could do the chopper flow. I had no idea. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Oh, no, well, he can. He, uh, he can do that. He's Midwest, though. Everybody from them, even if you don't do it, they do it because they were raised off of Twister, Do or Die, Bone. You know what I'm saying? Like, even even though you, I don't consider Bone chopper, but they're fast rap. You know what I'm saying? Like True. Twister, I'm not going to call him no chopper, but he's fast rap. You know, he was there before there was a name for it. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like how Iggy Pop was, like Iggy Pop never claimed to be punk rock, but he was doing punk rock shit before the punk rock guys. That's what he got a little shit Exactly. It, it, right, exactly. I want to be your dog and shit like that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like the, him, the Stooges were a punk band, but the, punk wasn't around it yet. There was yet. no... Never mind the bollocks and, and, and all that shit. No, you know what I mean? No. That that was after them. There was no uh, 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 bad brains and shit like that. Like that shit was, but they, they listened to Iggy Pop and shit like that. Yeah. Like, you know, off like, top. Because the idea with Iggy, he was trying to do free jazz. Same thing, MC5. Like, that's what their interpretation was. They tried to basically exactly. do like avant garde jazz. And right. they love rock and roll. So that's the result, pretty much. Right. Know. Exactly. And, and they're overseas. Overseas was different than America. Oh, yeah, Overseas like, was cooler at the time. Completely. Like, another yeah. thing to a British punk, they loved, like, reggae, too. That's, I mean, if you listen to British punk, it's, it's and I'm not going to call it ska, because even ska, like, it's, that's, that's white boy reggae. You know what I'm saying? Wow. But British punk is just sped up, it's sped up reggae. To a degree, you know, but, like, what well, becomes to, like, ska, because, like, depends if it varies, like, the real ska or, like, the second wave stuff, like, the specials. 
Yeah, right. Now I'm talking about the real sky, like with yeah. the with the trumpets, like fishbone, yeah, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like Desmond shit Decker, like that. Sky. Like De- Desmond Decker. Yeah, I'm not talking about Sublime and shit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I fucks with Sublime, but they're 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 more uh, pop pop sky. Oh, totally. And they would they would never deny that. You know, like I've hell been, no. I've been trying to figure out though, like how the fuck? Why were there so many goddamn sky bands on the West Coast? Because think about it. If you're on the East Coast, you're closer to the UK. You're closer to England. Yeah, but the East Coast, it's just the style. The music style is different. Sky, when you think sky, American sky, you think Soul Cal. You think the Very beach. True. You think white guys with dreads. Like a white dude with dreads in New York is totally different than a white guy with dreads in California. It is. <laughs> the white guy with <laughs> It's funny because a lot of them actually are down here. Here's the thing. Maryland, we have this weird, hey, this is their term, white boy reggae scene. Okay. Imagine, See, yeah. like, a bunch of, like, guys trying to cover Bad Brain, Sublime, and Fishbone. Wow. That's like. That's three different genres, <laughs> and that's what they do. And it's like you know, so shout out to Bumpin' Uglies. You know, they're like they're like my cousin band, pretty much. Bumpin' Uglies, I love the name. You know, shout out to Brandon. You know, shout out to TJ. Shout out to shout out to Wolfie. Um, shit, there's another band too. Um, called Higher Education. Shout shout out to the Vaney Brothers. Those guys are cool. As okay, fuck. so they got some cool names. They got some like oh, old they're school dope. names. I really dig them. Like, they're great. Like okay. you know, they hold Maryland down. You know, right, right. You know, and tons of others too. I'll throw out Dale and the Z dubs too, because fuck it, you know. But like, okay. but it's a weird thing. Well, also, the major one really is Ballyhoo. Out okay, of that's a cool name too. Okay, out of Buffalo. Okay. No, 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 out of, out of Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, Baltimore. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. But like, okay, so you mentioned earlier, you know, playing behind rappers and also playing, of course, you play some rock bands too, right? Right, yeah. What's the difference between playing in a rock band and also backing up backing up a rapper? First and foremost, you're playing to a track. <clears throat> so I say rap. You have a little bit more freedom because you don't have to blend in with somebody. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to, like, jam with somebody. So, like, playing the tracks, and I like playing the tracks because I, I consider myself one of the first drummers to play with DJs because I was doing that shit in, like, 2006. You know what I'm saying? Playing with a rapper, but I would also like spawn off and play in the strip club and play in the regular clubs in Atlanta and shit. And when I was doing that shit, I ain't seen nobody doing that shit. And you see a lot of motherfuckers doing that shit now. I be checking a lot of motherfuckers too. And they, I'll be like, do you know me? And they be like, yeah, I heard of you. All right, that's a bit. But if you act like you don't know me, I'm going to be like, fuck you, dog. Yeah, you do. But <laughs> That's the difference between appropriation versus appreciation. Exactly. Preach on, brother. So like playing with uh, in in the rock band, you have to you have to like mesh with the song, with the bass player, with the guitar player, with the singer and shit like that. Oh yeah. Now like especially like me doing all that wild drumming shit, I can do I have more freedom to do wild shit when I'm playing with rappers because the track, like I say, and also rap is repetitive. You know what I'm saying? Rock is repetitive too, but there's different changes. Rap don't have bridges and shit like that. No, you know what it I'm doesn't. Saying? No. No, it's verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, Very pre-chorus. So. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, shit like that. Get into like Kanye and shit. Once Kanye got experimental, then he. But he, that's not. That's different. That's pop rap. You know what I'm saying? True. But your average rap song, like playing with Waka, which is one of the funniest fucking guys I've ever played for. It's. I mean, you've heard Waka songs. Verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Boom, it's over. You know, speaking of which, I remember Waka was calling himself like a rap rock guy, actually, right? And 
Yeah. Here's the kicker about it. I noticed that energy was always there, but I always kind of felt like maybe there's my ignorance here, just being aware, but maybe a lack of awareness. I always felt there were a lot of rappers that wanted to go in a rock direction, but were afraid of alienating people or weren't really sure how to go in that direction. That's real. That's real. I, when I was playing for him, he was because him doing that EDM shit and all that shit, he was reluctant to do it. Because I remember he kept asking, like, should I do this shit? I'm like, dude, first and foremost, the crowd, yes, they're going to love it. The money is better. You know what I'm saying? Like, he went from doing, you know, now Drake tour. We did that was our first first uh, tour, the Drake tour. That was good. That was good money. But Tomorrowland is way bigger than the Drake tour. You know what I'm saying? Tomorrowland is huge. That's that's EDM. That's the EDM festival. Like Tomorrowland is damn near bigger than Coachella because because EDM is huge. You know what I'm saying? All oh, that shit is like live as fuck. But they are scared because. First, you a hood nigga, so you be like, "What are niggas in the hood gonna say about me?" He'll be like, "Oh, nigga, you on that white boy? You sold out and shit." But when people say you sold out, that mean also means you selling out too. Like you're selling out the, the stadiums and shit like that. Like what you talking about? You know what's hilarious yeah. about that? All right, my drummer, you know Siobhan, right? She mm-hmm. is from Southeast DC, right? Okay. And go go. Exactly. Right. Right, and she grew up on bands like Third Eye Blind and Everclear, right? Okay. And then it turned out other people ended up liking Third Eye Blind and Everclear. Right. And Green Day. Right. But they right. had to hide that shit, right? <laughs> so it's almost like, right. so the majority is actually low-key fucking with this, but they don't want to basically lose blackness. I'm like, listen, just because you like Dookie, it doesn't mean you're going to turn to Candace Owens. Yeah, it doesn't mean you're not black. You're like, man, but first and foremost, let's not forget all these people who we're talking about. They spawned from black music. Music was started by black folk, goddammit. You know what I mean? The blues at church. Like, if you talk about white church music, white church music didn't even have drums. And in the beginning, church drums weren't even in the church because it was illegal. Yeah, but they were forbidden. Once, like, Right. Gospel music started popping because either white folks were taking black people's shit or they were fucking letting black people sing and stealing the money from them. And then came the blues and then came rock and roll. You You know what I'm saying? And the blues and and blues and and, and then R&B and rock and roll. Same time type shit. Exactly. But like Dookie comes from black music. Like I don't give a fuck how white the white guys are. And that's a difference. That's a that's a fucking thing about black culture and white culture. White culture they appreciate black shit because they, they steal this shit all the time. Exactly. And I think it's a historical thing, like, in fear of erasure and everything. So the fear of, like, progress or changing taste is a fear of, like, right. something's going to get erased. I'm like, no, it's not going to get erased. It's going to evolve. No, it, it's it evolved. And it's also, it's education. Like, that's why I can I can play different type of music with different type of people. I'm not just a rock drummer. I'm not just a rap drummer. I can play jazz. I've played in the church. Church is really where I first started because I'm black. Like, it wasn't garage bands in my neighborhood. Like, I, even listening to Hendrix, my, my niggas would be like, man, what the fuck you listening to that? Oh, here you go. And let's not, once, like, I started getting into Blink-182, and they'd be like, oh, this nigga Ali on that white shit. And then once, like, 2003 hit, when I really started going to Hot Topics, when it wasn't cool to go to Hot Topics at first for a nigga to be in Hot Topics, you get weird looks listening to the used and 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 
the system of a down, cold play. Like I used to have to hide cold play from my friends. They'd be like, nigga, what are you doing? But then once Coldplay did a song with Jay Z, oh man, I love Coldplay. Same thing like, with Lincoln Park. So I used to say shit like, Okay, so now Jay Z is like work with Lincoln Park, so now you're fucking with this. So my question is this. So I used to tell I used to ask people this. So, um, do you get off Jay Z's dick when he nuts or he ask it sore? <laughs> I've been a Jay-Z nut swinger since day one, so I have to say I've been swinging since day one. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not asking you. I mean, generally, people were like, basically, was like they would never hey, listen to Lincoln Park. I'll answer it, though, because I... <laughs> I mean, shoot. I've the been watching his career. The, thing, the funny thing about Jay-Z was, like, I've always, mad, I've always dug how the fuck he became, like, um became Jay-Z. Like, okay, think about it. He was pretty much Big Daddy King's hype man, actually. Worked with Jazz right. O. Jazzo, right? You know, mm-hmm. doing the triplet thing. I'm like, first of all, I didn't know he can. He raps so fast. I thought it was an auctioneer. That was that was back in that day. That, so was, that the, was that Dasa, That was the DOS effects era. That was it. Was like a little. It was like a triplet thing. It was like digga 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 digga. It was like, but it wasn't like. It really was damn near like like a descendant of jazz, pretty much. Definitely, definitely. The, uh, if you watch the, uh, have you seen the new Biggie documentary on Netflix? No, where yeah. they talk about. Oh, check it out. There's a drummer that he like a, a jazz drummer who was like a neighbor of his who like helped him out with rapping and he started he rapped to jazz drums. That makes sense cuz I remember like the story with Rakim basically like when he rapped he tried to make it like a trump like a trumpet solo. That makes sense. I mean, and when you think about that, that's how Tribe Called Quest was doing. That Plus, was the they era. were sampling all that shit. That was the era too when like when jazz and rap were getting, you know, more comfortable. Exactly. You know, Samples, so, Jay Dilla and all them and shit like that. Shoot, Diggable DJ Planets. Premier, Diggable Planets. You exactly. Know. That that's that's literally a, that's the, the epitome of jazz and rap put together. It really is, you know. So, For real. And speaking of which, because I was thinking about like, okay, you know, I remember okay, speaking of percussive flows and rap and also drumming, it makes sense that, you know, Tech Nine had a live band, you know, mm-hmm. and because he described a lot of his flow, because he always would he always wanted to be a drummer, though, right? And right, right. His a lot of his flow, one of his biggest inspirations was um, was the glorious Safan in the Miami Sound Machine. Okay, okay. It was like I can't, I cannot scat out, you know, the that song. That was where a lot of the flow came from. Ah, it makes sense. And Tech Nines an OG too. Tech Nines like what forty four, forty five. Exactly. He's from that era. He came yeah. exactly. It's like you know what they really should have released Thugs Get Lonely to the full version with Tech on there. Yeah, should have. You know, should have, should have. Because but you know Travis runs the ship, so you never know what the hell going on with that. That's who fired my ass. <laughs> That's fucked up too. You know, because you know what? Because I really dug the whole idea of you know Tech having a live band because it has made sense. Because let's face it, right. I'll put it this way. There are rappers that, once again, it goes back to what I was saying. There are certain rappers, I feel, that are involved in rap because, well, first of all, it probably pays better. And also, yeah. it's just one of those kind of things where it just happens to be. Like, okay, coming up, you have OG Mako, right? Um, right. He started like a hardcore band, but he keeps on claiming, well, we never could get studio time. Which I'm like, literally Metallic KO by Iggy and the Stooges, it was recorded with like a tape recorder on the damn stage. Right, exactly. So, like, what are you talking about? Exactly. So I get kind of question that, but I do see he has like rock chops and he wants to get into that. Hell, Little B had that one song too. So I noticed a lot of them, they kind of try to tuck it away, right? 
And I remember like, yeah. you know, Tech Nine doing a um, you know, making nods to uh Bad Brains, right? Which I'm right. like so it makes sense for him to, you know, have like a live band and right. it has made sense. And what always pissed me off was that was there any recordings of Band of Psychos with Tech Nine? Any session stuff, any rehearsal shit, anything like that? Um Let's see. Well, we did. We we were on two songs on special effects. Oh, okay. And that. So, but like, I mean, I wish we would have done this a full blown band of psychos band it album makes sense. and shit like that. You know, because it remember... made sense. But I mean, I got it. I got into. I mean, I wasn't there. We wasn't there for longer than a year. So, because yeah, like the, the whole story was, and like I guess me and Travis are okay now. But I mean, I have no problem with telling the story. It, it it was I kind of think it was also like a money saving thing because we're uh, we're on we're on we're, we're we're practicing for the uh, the next tour 2015 2016 tour whatever because you know he's saying he, he got a name for the tour every every year or that nigga tours three times a year too which is a lot yeah he does and so um, uh, whatever the name for that tour and so we're coming back we're practicing and the day before. Like the day before we leave, uh, uh, one of the dudes was like, "Yeah, uh, Travis is mad that you wrote your name on the bass drum." And I was like, "Whoa, what?" I'm like, "That shit's been there for damn about to be two years now." And like, I've been at shows with this. He's like, "Yeah, I already know, I already know," but he's tripping on it. So watch out, be ready. I was like, "Okay, I'm ready," but I'll be, I'm not gonna just be like, "Oh, okay." Like I'm gonna be like, "Yo, bro, that shit is two years old. What are you talking about?" And I have footage of you standing next to the bass drum, looking at me. Like you've been to 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 fucking sound checks. You've been to fucking all types of shits with this bass drum. Hmm. And it wasn't like I crossed it out. I just wrote my name in the middle of the. You've seen the Tech Nine show with me playing. I bet you never even saw my name on that bitch. <laughs> like you could barely even see the shit. No. So it was like then the next day he comes up at me. Why'd you write your fucking name on my bass drum? And I was like, bro, what? I'm like, man, that old ass shit. Like, I know you ain't tripping off that. I'm like, you've seen that before. I've never seen that ever. Hmm. I like, bro, hey, but you know, I, I, bygones are bygones. I ain't got no beef with the motherfucker. But, you know, he's a boss. And you don't really go at the boss like that. Understood. But, you know, I'm, I was raised in a different household where you just, if you fight for what is right for yourself, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Understood. So, so like, yeah, but it was, it was, it also, I also believe it was like a lightweight push this nigga buttons because we were taking a lot of money. Cause like also the other thing about tech, tech has been doing the tech nine for fucking shit. Damn near 20 years now. What strange music started in 2000. Yeah. So, I did the money add up, and like you know, they weren't used to losing all that money, like because you you got three three dudes in the band, you got to pay them, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And you know, shit, we was getting a nice pretty penny, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I when I did the math, it looked like you know, for their this their first time losing like fifty racks, you know what I'm saying? We 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 each getting paid two fifty a show, hmm. so like you think about, I was like, well, I bet you he was like. I'm losing money because that's like one of his money makers right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, the is is the show money, is the show money yeah, exactly. and the merch money. Yeah. So like, you know, I I I I got it, 
but I also I I also think it was also like I don't think he's that mad, but I also think he was like, hold on, this is too much money we are losing. Let's pick a fight with Ali because I know Ali gonna goddamn go ham. <laughs> and Ali did go ham. <laughs> no bullshit. Like I was even like he tried to walk away from me, and I was like, because he was like a. Uh, he said, like, don't talk back to me. And I was like, oh, and walked off. I was like, oh, hell no. Nah. Hold on. So I, like, walked him, like, talking shit to him, walking to his car and shit. I wouldn't let him get in his car and shit like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, hold on, Tom. Yeah, so I went ham. But I was I was still like, bro, this can't be over this damn bass drum. Because, like, you, I just saw you yesterday at practice, and you said nothing. It was funny, ha-ha, shits and giggles. How you doing? You ready for the tour? Yeah. So, People are strange to quote Jim Morrison. Hey, ah, hey, hey, there you go. About sheer coincidence. Music. There's a double meaning there. I didn't even realize that. I'd say people are strange anyway. That's the universe speaking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know. So, okay, just curious though, because all right, because I do remember seeing clips of David Pastoris um doing this ring um playing out on bass, and I'm like, holy shit! And I saw Bro, you playing that's... drums, and yeah, I can't remember who's playing guitar again. Uh, Tyler Lyon. All right. So how did Band of Psychos get started anyway? Uh, shit. Okay. Um, um, cause I didn't even know Pastorius. Like we didn't know each other and I didn't know Tyler. So I was playing for Jaron Benton, 2014 independent grind tour where it was, uh, me, uh, it was psych, psych war druggies, Jaron and then Freddie Gibbs. Okay. And Freddie Gibbs. Oh, Freddie Gibbs. Hey, Freddie Gibbs been putting his time in. Thank oh, yeah. you. Shout out to Freddie Gibbs. For, I, I call him Grammy Gibbs now because he lost to Nas. But, I mean, you can't be mad at losing to Nas because Nas ain't never got a Grammy either. Exactly. You know so, you know, there you go. Yeah, I mean, that was that was good company to be in. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. so, from now on, I call that nigga Grammy Gibbs. There you go. And so. Uh, Indiana's we're finest, on right? Tour. Exactly. So, so we're go. on tour with them and. Um, uh, I mean, I think it was kind of like I kind of like stole the drummer job because it was like a he was doing like he, this is when he was like talking about he wanted a band and shit. Now the Psych War Druggies they were ran by Nick Cannon and this dude named Sid, who they um whoa 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 wait 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 Nick Cannon as in Nickelodeon Nick Cannon as in incredible Nick Cannon as in sometimes Nick Cannon would be performing with the Psych War Druggies with a with a mask on and shit like that. Wait, I gotta look this up because. Right, wait. Yeah, that that like like when Bowers died, Nick Cannon was showing him all that love and shit. Wait, he's saying like, what? Wait, yeah, make sure. Druggies were. Shout out Don Dizzle, fucking Golden Boy, Chris, all them niggas. You know what I'm saying? Bowers, they were signed to Nick Cannon. They were signed to Incredible. You're fuck. I had no idea. Yeah, I had and the, no the, the idea. chick who used to be in the psych war drug is is it Janae Aoki Aoko one Janae of them fucking chicks. Oh, don't yeah, me, yeah, she's my band did a cover of three sixteen one time, you know. Oh, okay. Oh, psych war drug is Nick Cannon. Yeah, now Nick Cannon was uh so Nick and Tech and Say it already know each other through you know California and blood, you know everybody, you know because Tech of blood and shit like that. Really. Oh yeah, Tech Tech's an OG blood. Like he he's Kansas City clear. blood and shit like that. He never. That's he why always... he's always wearing red. Okay, so that make, okay, so 
Okay, that makes sense because he never always he was always kind of weird about that. Like he never made it clear. Yeah, because he, he I mean he's not like he ain't put in like time like killing niggas and shit. But he was he was living in the neighborhoods. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, and, yeah, if, yeah. and from what I was hearing, like he was he's affiliated. But they were like, nigga, we don't want you in this shit because you got talent. All you know right. what I'm saying? Here's a stupid ass question. He was question. a weird kid. Exactly. That's why. That's why I fucking love him. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So I was playing uh, on tour with Psych Ward Druggies. They're signed to Nick Cannon. Um, so I really, I ain't going to lie after like doing, looking at all the shit. Cause uh, here's how I kind of like the story. I, I think I kind of like, cause tech didn't know about me. Tech knew about Don Dizzle. So I think it was kind of like an audition for Don Dizzle and that Don Dizzle was my dog, but I, I kind of know, I, I kind of know I kind of slid in on this shit. You know what I'm saying? So like it was, Gonna, I think it was kind of like Tech was going to see how Don is on tour, you know what I'm saying, if, if they can live together. It's pretty much like an audition, but not just even for drumming, for like, you know, if you're going to be on tour with somebody, you're living with their ass for yeah. half a year and shit, you, you know are. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was kind of like that. So I think Don Lightweight already had the job because Tech was looking for a band, and he said he wanted a badass black drummer, you know what I'm saying? Go. So, Nobody knew shit about me. I just came in with Jaren. Think, thinking like I said, I think Don was like just he was on, he was being watched by Tech. But then my wild crazy ass come in. I come in and Tech is like, hold the fuck up, who the fuck are you? I'm like, I'm Alien Fucking War. <laughs> He's like, damn, okay, haven't heard of you before. So I'm like, all right, and then I'm fresh off of Waka. Like Waka was my first big big gig besides being signed to. Uh, first rapper drummer group called Big Heat and Alien. We were signed. We won 106 in, every 106 in Park Wild Out Wednesday. We were on. We we did um well the Wild Out Wednesday MVP won that shit all star shit that we became the house band for 106 in Park before it, it it shut down. So before that, I mean after that I did Waka, and then so I was like man, so I'm like at at that time I was like you might not know who I am yet because I wasn't. Known, known yet. I just finished up with Waka and shit. So we start. I start playing for the whole tour and shit like that. And I even like. So I'm like. I'm, I'm hearing that he was looking for a drummer. So I was like, Hey, bro, so I heard you looking for a drummer. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, I am. I was like, Well, you know who you need to fuck with. <laughs> and I remember even one day me and Chuck got into it because he was like, Damn, nigga, you just a, a fence jumper, ain't you? In front of Tech. And I was like, man, fuck you mean, nigga. This is goddamn entertainment. You got to jump from jump from fence to fence. What you talking about? And I'm a drummer. I ain't no rapper. I'm trying to get me a new gig. There you Funny go. Enough, like, we, <laughs> me and Chuck had beef up until like the middle of that tour. Because I was like, fuck you. He was like, fuck you too. And then we played basketball. Now, mind you, people just think I'm some white boy, black guy shit. So I can't play basketball. Sorry, guys. Basketball was, I was famous in basketball before I was famous in drums. Until I got to college where I was too short. Because I played the 3-4. I'm 5-11. Can't do that shit in college. Them niggas 6-8. I'm the same height. Okay, there you go. (laughs) So, um... Uh, we got cool after playing basketball because him and Ch- uh, Chuck and, and Tech are real cool friends. And Chuck, he also runs Incredible with Nick. So he was also defending his drummer too, which I get because it was it, like I, I really believe it was supposed to be Don Dizzle, but they didn't know about Alien War. Alien War came in. It was a goddamn, you know, done deal. So 
that's how that happened. Me being on the independent grind tour with Jaron Benton and Jaron got like me playing for Jaron got me to that. So then I just networked my way into just, I just like talking to check. He would come watch me play and shit like that and be like, yo, you're fucking insane. And I was like, yeah, bro. Like you are too. We should do this shit together. And he was like, all right. So tour ends, I get his number and you know, I'm, I'm networking. I'm playing. I've, I've been playing my own management for like years and shit like that. So I, I'll call him weekly. Call him weekly. Hey, bro, just checking in. Hey, bro, just checking in. Just checking in. Finally, he's like, "Yo, I got to give him go to goddamn do the uh, band. You want to be in it? Fuck yeah!" So then he's like, "I got, I got Pastorius," and I was like, "Like, is this motherfucker related to Jocko?" And he's like, "Well, it's his nephew." And I was like, "Oh, we good." I didn't even know Jocko had a nephew who played bass and shit like that. Me neither. But it's Jocko. Yeah, like, that's his uncle, bro. Jocko yeah. Pastorius is, like, he knows that nigga, like, personally and shit. It ain't even, like, no long-lost uncle. Like, he knows that motherfucker. Yeah, like, David yeah, so didn't know like, his uncle, though, right? He was like, wait, wait Jocko, like, like, Jocko's like, wait, you Uncle Jocko? He's like, this bass player? Really? Yeah. He was bro, surprised exactly. by that. Mm-hmm. So, man, me and Dave were cool as fuck. Like, we were both, like, underground, like, you know, underground legend musicians who hadn't gotten our shine yet type shit. You know what I'm saying? And so then he was like, I'm bringing in uh, Jocko's nephew. And I was like, okay, that's a bet. I don't even give a fuck what else happens after that. And he already had Tyler because Tyler was from uh, Kansas City. He'd been rocking with Tech since 16. So Tyler and Tech knew each other for years and shit like that. And then they put the band together and then we fucking did like a like a week of rehearsal, and our first show was Not Fest. I was just, that's my next question. So, how did Not Fest come about? How was how did it go? So, Not Fest was <clears throat> Tech finally had his band. Him and Slipknot do the homies. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, so they fucking homeboys. So he's like, "Yo, check this shit out," and. Corey's like, shit, bring that shit on. Bring it to fucking Knotfest. Be the first rapper to perform at Knotfest. Shit. Like the, the, that's 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 like that'd be like one of the first or second biggest shows. I think Knotfest is my biggest one, and then all every show on the Drake tour in twenty twelve is the next thing. And then TI, the TI farewell show with BOB. I used to play with Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I read about that too. Uh, yeah, but um, like that was the craziest show because that was really like it was like you you've played in you played music in New York, right? How like the crowd be like, the fuck is this shit? Yeah, they can be a bit on the narrow minded side, you know. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. But after song number one, it was over. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, shit. As long as I'm like, I'm, I'm rock and roll. David's rock and roll. Tex rock and roll. Chris is rock and roll. You know what I'm saying? And Tyler rock and roll. So it's not going to be like, no, oh, it's fucking rock. I mean, rap group. Fuck that. No, nah, we're fucking a rock and roll band. Y'all are. So, like, after song number two, it was over. Like, screaming like a motherfucker. And and, and, and the, it was a lot of fans who knew who Tech Nine was. Like, if you listen to Slipknot, you listen to ICP, and you listen to Tech Nine. Of course. Fuck yeah. I mean, shit. If you think about it, another thing, too. Like, you know, I mean, a lot of. A, a, like a lot of metalheads, their favorite rapper is Tech Nine. 
Yeah, exactly. Because he's he's the first rapper they really found out about because the, he's the, the the metal rap guy. He really is. You know, what I mean, like yeah. when I first they're not bumping Jay Z and shit. They're bumping Tech Nine no. and Saint Cloud Posse. Exactly. Shit. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's like when so, I first heard about Tech and everything. When I first heard do the chopper flow, I'm like. I'm gonna to try to play guitar as fast as Tech raps and really try and, to. And that's it. what David be doing. That's how he got on. I saw he was that. also doing that shit before. He was doing all them videos of him. He was doing that before even Tech. Like he was just doing that shit because he was a Tech fan. Yeah. Like I, I never owned a Tech song. I did. I didn't know. I knew who Tech was. I knew he was the rapping nigga, the independent rap nigga. But I had never heard a song. I'm from Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like that shit don't really get down there. You know what I'm saying? Like nigga. We the home of trap and and, and snap rap, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying outcast yeah. and shit. We don't really fucking have to worry about anybody else, especially unless you like super duper famous on the radio, like Jay Z and that's Nas true. It's like, like, like you that. you literally you have like it's like you know everybody's their scene or it's like you know or like back in of course we're from down south, so it's kind of like I put it this way: if North was WWF, y'all were WCW. Y'all were like the mm-hmm. territories. So it's like we were NWO on y'all head ass. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we were the NWO. Exactly. Yeah, we, were the, we were NWO. Exactly. <laughs> we <Hulk> and shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't really know too much. I I didn't know him musically. I knew who he was and yeah. shit, but I definitely didn't know no songs. Yeah. I didn't know no songs, but I mean, it wasn't hard to fucking figure him out. You know what I'm saying? And he was a cool ass dude. So that's how that whole thing came about. Okay. So I'm just curious though. So how would, so what was the approach? I guess similar to a question earlier. So, so I take y'all weren't playing the tracks when it came to tech. They were like doing full band arrangements, right? No, we were playing the tracks. So we, we had like a little bit of a track plan. Oh, we okay. would have like, we would have, uh, because like there's certain, like, that's another thing about rap shit. There's certain sounds that are on like songs that you can't, emulate yeah. with an instrument yeah. and shit like that and and i also was like we need to have that 808 shit because i don't i don't rap don't sound good un- unless it's like you're doing like a uncut i mean a, a yeah unplugged version of the shit but if you're doing a live show you want people jumping up and down the shit you want it to sound like what they listen to in the car exactly also. so you got to mix both of those yeah so we, we were playing the both we were playing the both but okay. we play so loud that you really thought we wasn't playing the tracks and shit, but we wasn't playing to like, like it wasn't the whole track. It would just be like, like uh, text backgrounds, like keyboard sounds and shit oh, like that. Oh, so it's like, like stems. They, yeah, yeah, it'd be stems. Yeah, off a of, off a of replay, off a of replay in the back. So we weren't even playing to like, you know, a DJ playing or like just playing to a full blown track. It was like cut down, cut down parts of the track. You know, like certain like the the rap drums that are in it, that still would be in it. Keys, uh, text, uh, text vocals, like certain vocals that he need okay. and shit like that. But yeah, like like water, like a watered down version of the track. Okay, because I've always been intrigued when like a band, you know, a band with instruments, like you know, they would do an arrangement, like a live arrangement of a rap song. I've always been intrigued by that. You know, right, right, right. Yeah, and that's the that's the cool thing about the shit. That's why I, I was even like, we don't need to play the whole track, but there's certain parts of rap songs that you gotta have in that bitch. Cause, yeah, exactly. Especially for a live show, we want people because like when you go to a live show, you want to be like, yeah, I know here comes my favorite part, and if exactly. that shit don't show up, you gonna be like, what the fuck? Exactly. Y'all missed that. Y'all missed that. Exactly. <laughs> so, so the parts, yeah. So, yeah. So I was wondering. So, okay, since like since you and David are cool, and I'm not. Sh- even if like you know, I'm not sure about the guitar player, you know, but 
I've always wondered since okay, have you ever like okay, so since when when Zach De La Rocha, I'm not sure if he got fired or left for his against machine, but they became audio slave, right? Um, right, right. You have like a with Joy Division when um you know when Ian Curtis killed himself, they became uh-huh. New Order. So right. I've always been curious, like, and maybe Loki has some kind of hope that like okay, well since Band of Psychos, you know. Is like is no more. I've always wondered the guys from Band of Cycles would do something with another artist. Oh hell yeah, fuck yeah! Like that, that this ain't the first band. I've been kicked out of every band I've been in. I know every that. band. I know that. But I was like wondering, <laughs> so, it's like, so I've been kind of curious. Like, has there ever been talks of like doing that and like like another like like another rapper based and creating like original shit? You know? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Like that's 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 always been up in there. Like me and Dave, me and Dave have like been tight like a motherfucker. Oh yeah, well, I, I've yeah, tried a couple bass of times. Bass player and drummer, those yeah. guys have the glue. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the that's the shit, you know what I'm saying? And, and me and Tyler are cool as fuck. So like, like that's that's definitely could be like a, a that was that's never been xed out. That's never been xed out. But like Dave is a very busy after after uh after Band of Psychos, Dave got busy because Band of Psychos blew him up. That is true. Like, I remember like. like... Yeah, can I see him like on he, Facebook? He, he got more famous than me. That motherfucker in Bass Magazine. I've never been in Modern Drummer ever in my life. <laughs> so he, I was like, "Damn, you got Bass Magazine? Like, fuck me, you know what I'm saying?" So, and then after that, after that, he he got the Pat Tavers, Pat Tavers band, and they're like an old school like '80s band. But he's like a known ass dude. He's been playing for him since then. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. And also, yeah, I do see yeah. uh, I do see David Pastores pop up, you know, doing like um doing like the live stream stuff too. Yeah, he, he does tutorials and all that shit. Like you know, I, I'm thinking about doing tutorials, but I don't know if I want to give everybody my secret because like if I were to give away my secrets, I want it to be in a video game. I want it to be like Rock Band Band, but set up like a regular like a rolling drum kit, some 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 drumsticks that are uh sensors drumsticks and I'll teach you how to play like alien, but I want to get paid off that shit. That makes sense, I you know. Give, it's like I would yeah. say if you're gonna do less like that, do the basic shit, not like just show your show your stuff and everything. Yeah, show you show your swag because you want nobody because I didn't already, I didn't already had to check a couple of drummers because doing the stand up drummer shit and all that other shit. I'd be like, hold on bro. Like and you and they might be at a higher platform. I'd be like, I I had to check G because G Easy had a drummer for at one time. I had to check him. Uh, it's been like a lot of drummers in Atlanta because like you know, <clears throat> I've had to like you know run up on a couple of not not on no fighting type shit, but on some like, hey bro, you know me? Like I say, if you like I said, you know me and you say you know me, I'm cool with it. But don't act like you don't know me because. Ain't nobody doing that. <laughs> kind of like, um, kind of like in stand-up comedy, right? When somebody lists a joke and everything, like exactly, somebody steals your joke. Exactly, and it's I've, definitely just like that. And never forget, you heard the story about how George Lopez jacked up uh, Carlos Mesia against the wall one time. No, but it, I mean that's how comics get down. They though, do because comics like, will beat your ass. They dog. really would. There's a that's real shit. They like, really and, and comics would. really do steal people's jokes. Yes, and those guys, they've actually it's like. I put it this way. Sometimes what it's like, eh, I'm not gonna go to court for this, but I will kick your ass. Is what it was kind of. No, I'll kick your ass because you, you can't really go to court for it because you got a trade market and all that shit. Yeah. Like if if you just keep saying the same joke, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 unless you trademark that shit, you can't really say it's your joke. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like like saying, oh, that's my guitar chord. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You can't really say it, but but people still have a respect. Like ain't nobody gonna be like, oh, that's that's team spirit. No, it's not. This is hot shit. <laughs> you know, like, no, it's teen spirit. Like, you know what I mean? 
Exactly, you know. So that's what I'm noticing. Yeah. So yeah, so I guess that I go. All right, so I'm just curious though. Okay, so without giving away without giving away any secrets, what's your gear setup? Mm. Like I ain't you... got no secrets. Ain't no secrets. I have the best drum set that no drummer has my drum set. No drummer will have my drum set because I have the most exclusive drum set in the world. I when I moved to LA because uh, I, I moved to L.A. to goddamn get close to Travis Barker. So when I moved out here, uh, I was, he's like, I got something for you. I'm like, all right, what's up? So I literally have, I don't know what year it is. I don't know what the fuck. I just know it's a Travis Barker, Orange County drum set from his house. He helped me fucking, he helped me load that shit up in my car, which is like uh, almost like I did have one tear fall down, but I sucked it back up. And my legs did get real, real weary when I was when I was walking out because I was like, "Oh, appreciate it, man. Thanks. I'm taking my drums to the car." And I see him pick up some shit and bring it to the car too. I'm like, "You know how many times I fucking walked to the car like loading up drums? I never thought I'd be walking, leaving Travis Barker's house, have Travis Barker help me load up." That's fucking awesome. So that's my drum kit. No double bass. I don't believe in it. I believe I have a John Bonham foot. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's a three piece. It's a, a, a rack time, one rack time, like a, a 10 inch rack time, a 14 and a 16 uh, floor time. Uh, I got a, like a, I have a, my snare drum is cut is a, a marching snare cut in half custom. That's mine. But everything else is Travis Barker from the, from the symbols that I got to the hardware all from Travis Barker's house. So, no drummer in the fucking world has that drum kit or ever will. Sweet. Right. <laughs> one thing I discovered about Travis Barker is like, he seems like he's every, like, you know, if you're like, if you're black and kind of getting the rock, that became your dude in 2006, 2007. Straight up. Cause he, cause he was the one who was meshing rap and rock together. Like, don't forget he was in, we ain't going nowhere with P Diddy bad boy for life i remember that very well because i remember i saw that you know and yeah. like you know i remember that very well and it's like and i never had a problem with travis barker because fucking i loved blink 82 when i was a kid um right i remember he was in the aquabats as a percussionist too yes know? that was his first gig that's kind of what got me cool with him i was on tour with waka uh we were we were doing the steve aoki tour and uh come to find out uh travis's manager also managed aoki so I run up on the manager. He's like, "Yeah, what's up? What you want? You want to meet Travis, huh?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but I've been I've been a fan since the Aquabats." And he looks back at me like, "Whoa, whoa, what'd you just say?" He was like, "The Aquabats." He's like, "Don't nobody come up to me and say that." I was like, "Yeah, I've been a fan. Since. I bet I'm gonna let, I'm gonna make sure your ass meet him." So I like, only and also, you and me will mention that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, not a lot of people fuck with that. That's what he was saying. Like, people don't really know, especially with the Aquabats, you couldn't even really tell it was him because they had masks on and shit. Yeah, exactly. So, like, but what also made me look at him different because I've always been a Blink-182 fan. But when I started seeing him mesh in the rap, rap, he's a better drummer than Blink-182 lets him be. Absolutely. You know, I can tell that Which is crazy. Yeah, you can, like, at first, because I ain't going to lie, when when I was just seeing him on Blink, I was like, man... I serve his ass till I saw his ass practice two hours before show that he plays two hours of. And like, and then he started to, and mind you, he did a side project with the Mars Volta too. So like he, he's done a lot. Cause he's kind of like Dave Grohl to me. 
Like he can fuck. He's a chameleon. He really yeah, he can is. play for anybody. Yeah, he's definitely like Dave Grohl. Yeah. Queens of the Stone Age, uh, Eagles of Death Metal. You know what I'm saying? All that shit. He's like one of the Dave Grohl's like one of the most famous session drummers without being ever called a session drummer. Without being exactly because it's, it's not a session. He's a featured artist on that bitch. True. Like literally, he was on. I can't remember the bands. And I want to say Red Green Gold or was it Red Gold and Green? I keep freaking. I keep fucking them. Oh, I gotta check them. I ain't even heard of them. Okay. All right, let me explain. Okay, so we had this one band. Um, they're actually from out of Virginia, right? And they okay. were basically doing a mixture of go-go, pop, and stuff like that, right? And rock. Okay. And it's all called doing the most. And Dave Grohl's on there, right? Wait, let me make sure wow. I got, let me let me make sure I get it right. They're kind of like they're also rap because you know time. Oh, so and, they're black. Yeah. Oh, okay. Damn. Yeah. I I want to see Dave Grohl play with some black folks. Oh yeah. Oh, so red, gold, green. The song called "Doing the Most." He's actually playing like um, the Unabomber beat. You know, it's like old go-go beat and everything on those songs. You know. So oh, he's really wow. they're from rest of Virginia. Red, gold, green. You said red, gold, green. Yeah, but it's Doing spelled. The most. Okay. Yeah, it's spelled R D G L D G R N. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me write this down because I definitely want to check this up. Exactly. Okay. How do you spell it again? Um, R D. Uh huh. G L D. Uh huh. G R N. And doing the most. Yep. Okay. They actually recorded over. They formed in 2011, and they actually recorded their debut album at Sound City Studios. That's Dave Grohl Studios, ain't it? Well, it's sort of like he basically bought the main con- the Nev console from Sound City, so it wouldn't go to waste. Right. Okay. Okay. Damn. Yeah, I'm check them out. So Damn. yeah, so, that's a bet. You know, Dave Grohl's cool. It's like he is uh, DC certified. You know, in fact, I'm yeah, never, he's DC certified DC for real. DC certified. You know, he's. I'll never forget when uh, Foo Fighters did a secret show in D.C. and nobody said, hey, Dave's in town, because nobody knew it was going to be Foo Fighters. You know, they knew right. who was going to be playing with, um, they knew who was going to be playing um, at Big Tony's birthday bash. You know, it's like, you uh, trying to familiar, you probably are. There's one band on uh, D.C., legendary, iconic D.C. Uh, go-go band called Trouble Funk, right? And yeah, Joe, yeah, that is shit. Exactly. So Big Tony, his birthday is May 4th. What was it, May 5th? I can't remember. It was one of those days. Uh, I just know he's a tourist. That's all I know. That's all I remember. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Point being is, um, so it was on that show. It was literally a combination of punk and funk. You know, the okay. first uh-huh. act was because I'll never forget when I popped in there. It was um, Dave Grohl on drums, Doctor No, and Daryl Jennifer Bad Brains. Pete Stahl was on Doctor No in that motherfucker too. Yes, it was like, and I, I, I got to tell you, um, Dave Grohl lit a fire underneath both their asses. You know, like, wow. I've never seen him play that hard in years. And I was like, because he was trying to play, like, yeah, I might have became successful in Nirvana. I'm, I play Food Fighter, but I can still get down, motherfucker. Right. Okay. So. And what, and, and is, is this like on YouTube or something? Can I find it's this? It's the one clip. It's on Vimeo. You can find it under the Don't Need It. So, of course, not to the Bad Brain song, Don't Need It. So, okay. you can find it there. And I got um, it was a really good set. Like, you know, you can find clips of it. And they recorded it, but who knows if they're going to release it, though. So then right. Trouble Funk came out. They did, they did their set, you know. And then I started seeing, like, you know, different amps come out, right? I said, wait, that's that white amp that... that the Foo Fighters play. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, right. no way. And next you see Pat Smear come out. Then you see Taylor Hawkins come out. 
And I'm like, Damn, next thing you know, that's one thing I love about them. Like they are them and Eagles of Death Metal will surprise your punk ass with anything. Yes, they do. Yeah, Taylor Hawkins is a great fucking drummer too. You know, I mean, he's 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 Dave Grohl's protege. He has to be great. Pretty much, like he yeah, really like, that's is. That's gonna be the hardest job in the world. Like, unbelievably, I difficult. would love to play for the Foo Fighters, but I know what I have to be doing a lot of practice. That's another good question too. What is your practice regiment? Oh shit, two hours. Um, I at least like well, I was I practiced more when COVID wasn't happening, but. Cause like I have the the DW at home practice kit, like the the little practice pads and the and the and the quiet cymbals. They're but they're very boring to play, especially when you're used to playing a drum set. I used to play like two three two three fucking hours a night, you know, between the hours of two and five in the morning, and uh, that. But that's I still do that, but uh, I have to be way more disciplined and make myself do it because. Even like a lot of the practice studios ain't big, uh, ain't open out here right now. I understood totally. so, Like I'm but, just slowly getting back into look get back into guitar. That's when we're not right. I, and I, see, I never stopped, but I had to make myself do that shit because yeah. they were like, "Damn, you know what I mean? I can only like really play real drums right now at at, at at Dame Dash's spot." So, but it's like a two hour, two to two and a half to three hours. Uh, when I do this shit, I at least try to do it like three times out the week if not four or five. Uh, and I practice to, like, because my drum teachers all taught me, like, after I practice, after you learn all the rudiments and all that shit, it's just best to start practicing to anything you listen to. That's why Smart I say, move. like, the Mars Volta and all that shit. Like, I, I know the Mars, I, every Mars Volta album front and back. If you want to be a great drummer, learn the Mars Volta. And songs for the deaf. Kind of reminds me of um, what they would say, like, if you want to be the best at your craft, learn jazz fusion. If you can play jazz fusion, you can play anything. Exactly. And that's prog rock is, is, is the rock version of jazz fusion. Prog rock is basically, to me, progressive metal was jazz fusion for people to shop at the Gap. For real. And, and, and Hot Topics. Yeah, that too. Especially that, you know, because I was like. Yeah, because Hot Topics was the original, like, uh, thrift store, but not thrift store for band merch. It really was, you know. Shoot. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. why that's why I hit you up because I was like because I had this one side project of mine called McClaus and everything right so I'm like mm-hmm. okay so who the fuck could I hit up basically that was willing to basically you know help out with this right here because it was like really just me just dicking around just a reason why to basically jam with people like just think it's so right. cool right you right. know wasn't right. for like a wasn't do tour or stuff like that because I was bored I was like I wonder if they have a recording setup at home <laughs> that was yeah, the reason exactly. why. Exactly, and I used to till I moved out this motherfucker. God damn it! <laughs> and no, uh, but now that Dave shit is—I mean, Dame shit is open. I can, I can, I can do a little something. It won't be as crispy, but I do have mics and I can record. So that's then that just opened up. So once he had his baby, let me explain. Like, what I recorded with, like, you know, with Jenny is techno usually. Here's how I, uh, I record old school way, like Glenn John style, like literally three mics okay. and a drum. So. That's kind of how how it is at Dane's spot. So he's like, oh, did you know that he's like the reason why the black keys are the black keys? I didn't know that. I kind of do like, you know, low key. And I remember him trying to do a rock band, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of what he's doing with me now, (laughs) which is better than the last one. Okay, yeah, because I remember like because I did see the clip. I'm like, okay, so, okay, I'm just kind of curious. Does Dane really like rock or he likes rock. Now, what he's doing with being the guitar player, it's he's not trying to make money, get famous. This is him doing a bucket list thing. 
it's like him doing rock and roll karaoke. Like he's, yeah, he's. It's not like serious shit. He's not like he. He more likes us doing instrumental shit for like scoring movie and TV shows for him. And he he he's the reason why I play for Kanye though. Like that's kind of what his his vision for the Black Guns was to get us to Kanye because Kanye doesn't do the live band shit. Kanye doesn't even like live drums, bro. He doesn't like the. Like when you hit the bass drum, he likes the sound of what the bass drum sounds like, but he hates the, uh, the 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 pedal hitting the bass drum. The fuck? And this is a dude who like he's 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 a sound guy. He's a sound god. Actually, you gotta remember this motherfucking man changed rap and changed fashion, <laughs> so he knows what he. He knows what he wants. You know what I'm saying? I low-key gave him the blessing. Let me explain. Here's why I say that. Every time there's a new artist, I always say, this guy's pretty great. Too bad he's not going to make it. Every fucking time I say that shit, they blow up. (laughs) Every fucking time. When I first heard, it's not grandiose, but it's kind of a weird coincidence. When I first heard All Falls Down, it's like, wow, this guy's great. Too bad he's not going to make it. Every fucking time, every goddamn time, <laughs> bro. The motherfucker's six point six billion dollars rich now. You're welcome. And it's not not three exactly, exactly. Good. Thanks, thanks to you, it's all your fault. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I hope you get your royalties off that one. You hey, know what I'm saying? Shoot. <laughs> Fuck it, you know, it's like. Hell. I didn't know he would be this big, but once 808 heartbreak hit, and I started seeing dope. how people, how people started, how he changed, like, like it's because of him and well, T Pain first, but T Pain is a singer, singer. I him, that's another thing too. When I was when I found out, I was surprised. I'm like, well, damn. So he's using it because he wanted to, not because he has to. Exactly. He does. He did it. He did it because he he did it because he wanted to. Right. Exactly. He did it because he wanted to. Because he, he could have been R R and B, but it made him more acceptable to the rap world because he was also teaching rappers how to use it. That was a smart Kanye move. Kanye and Lil too. Wayne did that. Right. That was a smart move. Like he kind of like because this is Roger Troutman shit. Really. That's, it really is. And, and Teddy Riley. The difference you know between the difference between the two is like the auto tune thing. It just does automatically with the with the talk box. It's still manipulate instruments. So. That's right, because you, you got to play piano to do the shit. Yes, or guitar, you gotta, but mainly you, get piano. Or guitar, yeah, or, or key, guitar, you know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Like, you have to be a musician to do that shit. This new wave, like, if it weren't for Kanye and Lil Wayne, there'd be no Young Thugs and hell, even Drake's and shit like that. You know, you know what, what I'm saying? Like Years ago, actually, earlier this year, I always said that Lil Wayne was the ground zero for mumble rap. No, he he's he's the godfather of he that. Completely shit. Is. Him and Gucci Mane. Not forget Gucci Mane. Oh, totally. Gucci Mane and him, Gucci, him and Gucci Mane are the are the, the the godfathers of that shit. Because that's mm. I consider that the ignorant rap. Like when you ain't got to talk about shit, but you talking about shit though. True. But I can't really understand what you're saying. But I like what you're saying. Yeah, all right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Does Mace count? Well, no, because Mace is still like hip hop. Mumble Mumble is different. Like right. Mace, Mace I, had a fucking uh, a, a speech impediment. <laughs> oh, that's you know why. Because I couldn't understand a fucking word Mace was saying. 
No, that's because Mace had like a list, you know what I'm saying? Like his I team feel bad list. now, so okay. He, yeah, yeah, no, Mace wasn't mumble rapping, nigga. <laughs> Shoot. But people also don't forget, people also forget, like Lil Wayne is the Michael Jackson of rap too, because Lil Wayne True. been rapping professional since 12 years old. Absolutely, you know, like I put it this way, even one is like a big Lil Wayne fan because I put it this way, here's the deal about it, and you can probably relate to this too, like when you're like a black guy in the rock and everything and you know Okay, okay here's, it's, the commentary between Nickelback and Lil Wayne is this: when you are like into something heavily, right, and you feel he said, like Lil Wayne, Nickelback, I want to hear this. Go ahead. Here's the common thread. Here's the common thread. <laughs> when you have somebody like Lil Wayne and everything, right, and you realize, mm-hmm. yo, there are a lot of rappers that bust their ass, work hard, sound twice as good as him, and he gets to shine. That's not fair. Now, right. the commentary what does that have to do with Nickelback? Same idea. The peop- reason people hated Nickelback so much is this, not because they weren't good, but because they felt like, but I it was know, people better. They were too successful. Exactly. I felt like, but there's so many right. other bands that are worthy of the success that Nickelback right. has. That's right. one thing I noticed about the culture, you know, and uh-huh. not that they were bad, uh-huh. but they were, they were too perfect without something. Uh-huh. You know? Although uh-huh. I will give credit though, you know, Chad Crow is a good singer and like, on I mean, and, and they're great songwriters. Like they, they really they, are. The reason why they, yeah, like they know how to write a song, bro. Like exactly. you can't take that away from them. Not at like, all. Like Coldplay, they know how to write a song. Absolutely, you know. And it's like, and it's like I put it this way: the older I get, the more I appreciate Coldplay. Because I used to be, I used to be meaner. Like what I would say, Coldplay. Like, fuck Coldplay, man. No, no, no. I would say something like, Coldplay is Radiohead for people with a, less of a sense of adventure. <laughs> I like that though. I understand where you're coming and then from. I was, and then I would say, and on the other hand, Radiohead basically is for people that basically that are think U2 is too dangerous. I mean, shit. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I would just say that. stuff like that. You know, like true that. It's easy but to say. I, I would fuck say somebody. Radiohead a little bit harder. They're a little bit oh, harder than U2. Completely. You know what I'm saying? So there you go. So it's like you know, it's U2 like, and Coldplay are more alike than Radiohead. But I get that's that. That's true. I, yeah. I do see that, you know. So, you know. But Radiohead, is, I mean, Coldplay is a very soft, watered-down Radiohead. They are. I, I give you that. That's Absolutely. real shit. Yeah. It's like, yeah. But that's how, like, I know there's a lot of black folks that really fuck with rock and R&B and everything. And they weren't right. really sure how to go with certain stuff. So, of course, to me, I always thought it was Sonic Textures and Tombra. Or Tambra, right, Tombra, okay. the fuck it's pronounced. And uh, if it's some familiar, like, okay, like, you had, like, R&B guys doing covers of Radiohead songs. Right. You know, which made sense. Um, right. Then you had guys, like, you know, how R&B guys doing cover Coldplay songs. And it made sense because right. it had a similar kind of feel, you know? Right, and, right, right, right. And that being said, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. Deftones, to me, is this R&B, kids, R&B for kids that wear Junkos. That's real. I can I, I fuck with you on that. I can definitely fuck with you on that. You know, like, that's really what it sounded like, because I'm like, if you think about it, like, I could have easily heard, like, Raheem, Raheem Devon, Tank, Avant doing Chino's job easy. Yeah, straight up, straight up. Uh, Anthony Hamilton, Anthony you know Ham- what I'm saying? Here's one thing. <laughs> Kim. I had this weird dream years ago that I was in this jazz club, right? And, Raheem, and like, um, and Anthony Hamilton was doing a set, through a series of grunge songs, right? And he just re- <laughs> he rearranged wood. <laughs> By Allison Chains. That will you should pitch that to him. That might be badass. Well, unfortunately, we're gonna wrap it up, but I'm looking forward to seeing you in future projects with Tiffany Haddish. And yes, where sir. can we find you? Like, what are other things that you worked on though? What 
if you want to check All it out, right, well, first start? thing, if you want to, I'm on Pass My Shades, B.O.B. That's on the first B.O.B. album. Hmm. Uh, I'm on uh, I'm on Psycho Bitch 3, actually, uh, playing drums with uh, the one with Hobson, uh, Tech 9. A couple of songs on um, on um, uh, uh, st- uh, uh, special effects. Forgot the names, but my name is on the credits. Hmm. Um, um, and also, like, uh, the Tiffany Haddish thing, that's coming out soon. So that'll be, like, Tiffany Haddish's biopic produced by Dame Dash. And uh, internet-wise, you hit me up at The Alien War on IG. Uh, hit up my TikTok, Alien War. And uh, let's see, Twatter. I really don't do Twatter like that. Well, it's called Twitter. I call it Twatter. But Alien War on that. And Facebook, I got hacked. So you can't – I you have to find me. I have to find you because I got hacked, and my shit got hacked by, like, I guess, like, some dude who's, like, in, in Middle East. So I have a Middle Eastern-type name on in Facebook, so don't worry about that. Okay. <laughs> so that's why, because I was trying to figure that out, too, you know? Yeah, you you, you see how my name is written? Yeah. Cause I, I, got, to... I got hacked by a dude, and I got my, my account back, but I couldn't change my name back. I was like, oh well, I guess I'll just be this, and it actually means metal, in um in whatever Arabic it's in. Oh, okay, cool. That was another thing so, too. How'd you name Alien War anyway? Alien War, Ali Warren. Take the E N off Warren, put oh, it with Ali. Okay. Alien War, two R's. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Amazing, All right? I right? know I, I I did that on shrooms. <laughs> cool. All right, great, great chatting with you. All right, my dog. Be safe. YouTube, YouTube, bro. Peace. Hey, that was Alien War. Be on the lookout for his new project. Until next time, take it easy and please use common sense.